What's the nature of your emergency? Good morning, police, fire, military, and families, and to everybody who is listening in on the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. I have a very special guest this morning. His name is not Mr. Ray Chase W. It's just Ray Chase. We had a little technical issue this morning. Ray, how are you? Good. Unbelievable. Ray is a financial expert, and he's on a mission to help families to become financially independent. And so when he reached out to me and educated me on some of the work that he does, I thought that he would be a great asset to bring in and to kind of add some value. So he's going to teach us some things this morning. Good morning. No snow here, thankfully. Yeah, send it send it my way. Send all your snow my way, Ray. I would love that. And um, change global warming, we would. Absolutely. So, Ray, can you just start off by telling us a little bit about your background and a little bit about why we should be paying attention to what you're saying? Yeah, well, my name is Ray Chase. Um, I have a degree in recreational leisure service management. I was uh, a recreation director at a resort here in the Poconos for a number of years. Um, I got laid off from that job and one of my uh, employees actually turned me on to this financial company just to help me out personally, financially. When I started learning their terms and uh, what they actually do to help families out, um, I started doing a part time just for an extra income. Uh, it was a strong second income for me for a while. And after about five years of doing a part time, I decided to go full time because I saw how much I was changing people's lives just by giving them the education that's not out there. Um, that's one thing with all my schooling. I've never learned any of these concepts that were taught. And I feel they're really important for uh, people to know how money works and what to do with their money instead of just relying on somebody coming in their house and telling them what they need to buy or what they need to have. Um, education is key. What were some of the biggest things as you got into your educational journey financially that you saw that were some of the like, holy shit, I should have been taught this when we were younger? Um, the biggest one was the rule 72, which is how your money doubles. But um, just uh, the simple concepts that banks don't tell us um, how to use your money to make money to grow money instead of working so hard to make your money. Um, you know, we all work so hard and we don't keep what we want to keep uh, usually because we're paying taxes or this and that, but there are a lot of loopholes that um, are not taught out there that the big banks and insurance companies do know about and they don't want to teach us because they want to keep uh, keep us under their thumb, uh, you know, paying paying for their products that you really don't need, but they uh, yeah. you know, tell you they do. Good morning, Vietnam. Sorry, wrong podcast. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. I hope you guys are having a good funny. morning. I said that this morning to my daughter. I said, good Did morning, you? Vietnam. And she looked at Yeah, she's like, Dad, what's Vietnam? <laughs> that's funny. That's really funny. We are giving away a tactical knife that's pretty badass because this knife actually has a flashlight <laughs> on it. So whoever engages and comments the most within the next 24 hours. I'm going to mail that to you. So, Ray, I want to kind of chunk this down a little bit and put it in a, in a little bit more of a perspective for a real person. So talk to us about some of the real issues and struggles or a real situation that you might see that somebody comes to you with in order to seek out your help. Well, most people live in paycheck to paycheck. And uh, there's 21 areas that I look at um, and their daily finances that we uh We'll evaluate and we'll go over each one of them individually with the people and uh, break it down to uh, what they have and why they need it. But um, the biggest thing is just um, insurance companies out there. They sell us insurance products. We don't know much about insurance and we need insurance for every aspect of our life. But uh, you know, most people are either underinsured or overinsured. Um, 
one of the biggest things that I learned uh, with this company is uh, several reasons why you shouldn't whole, own whole life life insurance. That's a product. Everybody should have life insurance. You need life insurance. But um, they don't tell you exactly why you need life insurance or what it's used for. But um, with the cash value part, they they have uh, a product where you have a savings account. But what they don't tell you is um, if you uh, have the insurance and you have that, that savings side account, you can have either or, but you can't have both. So if you die, you get your life insurance premium. Um, and uh, the uh, cash value part goes back to the company, where if you, uh, you know, decide to take out the cash value, you have to pay 7% interest on it, which that's your money, which, you know, if you took money out of your own bank account, why would you have to pay interest to uh, borrow it? Um, you know, there's just uh, so many different life insurance products out there that people don't know what they really need or what they really are. They just know it's life insurance, but the salespeople don't break it down to exactly what that product does where our company teaches them to buy term and invest the difference. And over the last 15 years of doing this, um, every time I stack it up against anything else, our numbers are better than um, overall numbers because you're keeping your money or reinvesting it. And then you're taking the tax advantages that you can on the investment side. So people are saving more of their money by doing it that way and not giving it away to the insurance companies. My, my goal in my life is to make people um, generational wealth, passing on um, wealth to generations. Uh, that's something, you know, our parents don't pass us on much. They pass us when we can. But if they were taught this stuff back in the 30s and 40s, our grandparents and our parents, they would be able to pass us on more money. And, so we weren't working as hard. And I'm going to put this question out there because I'm going to guess that it's one of the biggest pushbacks that you get where people might argue that they can't afford to start to contribute. So what is what is your suggestion to somebody who might be in that frame of mind? If they're looking to contribute for their retirement money, stuff like that, um, it's $25 a month is a minimal contribution you can get. Um, my, my advice to anybody is to start investing when you're younger. Uh, if you start at age 20 and you invest for 25 years, by the time you're age 45, you're a millionaire. Um, just by the, the way you're investing, it's a, the, the more you invest over time, the more time you have to uh, utilize that money to make money. Every seven years, your money should be doubling with the rule of 72. So anywhere your money's being saved right now, you'll you take that interest, you divide it by 72, and that's going to tell you how many years your money doubles. Now, this is something that I, I did not truly believe 100% when I started. But looking at my returns over the last 13 years, I mean, my money has doubled and it has followed this rule. So, uh, you know, when I'm talking to people about getting 12% interest on their money per year, they look at me like I have two heads because the banks are only giving you one person in your bank account. They only talk about three, four percent. Now, what the banks and insurance companies are doing, they are um, taking your money. They're investing in the same spot that I'm teaching people to invest it in, but they're keeping the difference. Now, with inflation, especially this year, with it up at 5 6%, when your money's only making 3% per year, how do you uh, keep up with inflation when you're in retirement? Uh, we all work 40-plus years to uh, look forward to our retirement, but most people don't live in retirement for more than 5, 10 years. Um, and I... I believe that we need to start enjoying life more. And the reasons we don't is because we don't have the money. And if people had this, this education, they would be able to sit back and, you know, actually retire at 50 instead of 65. Retirement's not an age. It's a number. It's how much money you actually have saved in order to mm -hmm. live the rest of your life out, um, you know, without having to go back to work. And that's one thing that kills me is when I go into grocery stores or Walmart and other places and you see somebody who's um, 60, 70 years old still working because they're living off of their Social Security. Social Security only pays, what, $1,500, $1,800 a month? How is somebody supposed to live on that? I mean, it's it, 
that it's so ass backwards how they taught and what they teach us. Um, it's crazy. And that's why I feel so important for me to uh, do what I'm doing along with our company with what they're doing. And, you know, thankfully, with everything that happened the last two years, we were able to go digital. So now I can reach out and touch more people. I used to sit down um, kneecap to kneecap, you know, across the kitchen table and educate middle class America about this. And, you know, when you're doing that, you only can do one or two appointments a night or, you know, kind of book it out as much as you can. But I can reach out to more people now, get this message out to more people. And uh, I, I think it's a really big game changer in anybody's finances just to get the education, whether they come here with us and uh, use our products, which, uh, you know, we're a marketing company. So we have a, most, if not all of the products out there financially. But if they get the education, at least use the education and go to whoever they want to use the products. That's fine. But just get the education because the education is the key. You just said something amazing that I want to backtrack on for a second. And you said retirement is not an age. It's just a number. And I think that when you understand finances and money in the way that you do, I was very fortunate to be raised by a father who taught me money in a, a way that isn't conventional in, in terms of the way that most people view it. And that's because he came from nothing and learned how to do it all in a very unique way. So um, can, can we just re revisit the rule of 72? Can you further explain that to us a little bit? Yes, the, the weather rule 72 is it's um, an old banking uh, rule. But if you take wherever you're saving your money right now, let's just say you're saving in a 1% account and you divide 1% into 72, that means every 72 years your money is going to go. Uh, so in a 12% account, if you take that and uh, 12 goes into 72, how many times? Let's see how quick you are. Go ahead. Seven. I don't seven. know the, the well, list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, so so seven. So um, so every seven years your money's doubling. So let's just say you uh, put a thousand dollars into your account right now. In seven years, if you put nothing else into it, it's going to be two thousand um, dollars. Or in the bank, you know, it would take you know much longer. Um, so it's about using that time wise. So if you're in a three percent account, I mean, it, it's just about how the money actually is double doubling. Um, so. <laughs> It's not that hard of a rule, but um, it just the S and P the uh, the average return rate it has been twelve percent over the last couple of years. Um, it's all about how you're investing your money, uh, you know, in the market. But um, it's also about dollar cost averaging is what we say. So most people don't have a lump sum to you know start up an investment account. Uh, if you go to an, a traditional advisor. They want to sit down with somebody who has two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars already in net worth because they're going to get paid on that bulk of that that uh, money that they're they're going to invest for you. Where, you know, for me, I, I want to teach people as soon as possible. I mean, everybody has twenty five dollars a week or twenty five dollars a month, however you want to break it down. But twenty five dollars a week, you do that for forty years and you have one point five million dollars. Um, a lot of people, they don't realize where their money's going. Uh, you know, that coffee, that Starbucks coffee or, you know, going to uh, McDonald's or going out to eat once a week. That That's your money right there. Um, you know, I kind of wish I learned this rule when I was 20 because I've been working full time. I put myself through college working full time. So, I mean, I spend a lot of money out there. And if I just learned to save $25 a month right now at age 45, I'd be sitting pretty with my uh, bank account. And, you know, as much as I love doing this, I wouldn't have to do it uh, because I'd let my money use the money. So, uh, you know, the rule 72 it was a game changer for me when I saw it. And I think anybody who actually sits down and sees the actual numbers with what they have and how it really works compared to what they do, they see the same thing I see.
So a lot of the people that are listening to this content, either right now or, or later on the podcast, they already are contributing to pension plans and 401ks at their, their current places of work. So what would be the difference between doing that and what you're suggesting? Well, the, the way we teach um, to save money, a lot of people who are saving in their uh, pensions or into their 401ks, they're, uh, they're over saving in it. Uh, most companies, they, you know, they contribute one, two, three percent, and that's as much as you should be contributing into it. You shouldn't overfund your 401k because you have better investments if you want an IRA with the tax deductions and your options that are out there. Most 401k plans and pensions are uh, a set investment uh, where it's going to make you money, but it's not going to grow your money as quick because the companies don't want you as the individual to go out there and kind of choose where you're investing. Because if you and I both started the same job the same day, we had a 401k plan and you invested in just say group A and I invested in group B, we work 40 years, we go to retire. I have one point some million dollars and you have a hundred some million or thousand dollars. Now you're going to end up suing that company for, you know, how come they didn't educate you and how do I have that much money if we do the same amount, the same amount of times, you know, and you only have that because there is no education out there. So most of those programs are just basic programs that are going to get you the job done, but it's not going to get the job done as quick as you want to. So should somebody still contribute, but contribute the bare minimum to whatever it is that their employer is offering, especially if their employer is contributing? And then if they chose to work with you, let's say, or anybody else, once they're educated on this, then to also contribute to an IRA on the side. Yeah, there's certain tax laws um, that you have to follow by, but you only can max out so much in um, each uh, account. But that's the rule of thumb. Uh, most companies, they have 401ks if they're larger, but most small companies don't have any kind of retirement at all. Small business owner, they don't realize the tax advantages they get by starting um, a, a retirement account for their employees. Um, so, yeah, I, the, the rule of thumb is to invest into your company up to the match and then anything extra from that you want to invest on your own um, into your own IRA because there are better options. So um, good morning, good morning to everybody who's just tuning in. And if you missed it, we are going to be giving away a pretty badass knife with a flashlight on it to whoever makes the most comments from now within the next 24 hours. And I'm just super curious, Ray, because I know that this is beneficial for a lot of people. So if somebody is in a situation where I know you said it's advantageous to start investing when you're younger, but I'm just going to guess that we don't have any 20 year olds that are listening to this show. And let's say that there is somebody who hasn't started at all brand like they're brand new. They don't have any kind of investments or any kind of pension and they can be in their 30s, 40s or 50s. What advice would you give to them? My advice is to invest as soon as possible. Um, a lot of, most people get a tax return. Um, most tax returns are between $3,000 to $6,000 per year. Most people look at that tax return as something to use for vacation, anything else like that. People do not realize the tax return is just an overpayment of your taxes that they're returning back to you. So sit down with somebody who can tell you, um, you know, how to adjust that. It's not that hard, but um, adjust that number and start saving that weekly for your retirement. A lot of people don't realize that. Let's just say you can, uh, the max out for retirement is, uh, Per individual, it's like six or seven thousand. I don't have the exact number, but let's just say you get three thousand dollars back per year in your retirement. I mean, for your um, tax return, funnel that right into your retirement account because that's now a, an additional write-off for you. So instead of getting three thousand dollars back, you know you're going to write that three thousand dollars off. So um, once you learn how to you like kind of utilize those little tax rules that people don't know about, that's where you start making money, and that's how your money starts to get to growing.
Perfect. That's really, really helpful. And I know that in your pre-interview, you had said that there are seven reasons not to own whole life insurance. So can you talk to us about that? There are. Yes. Let me just flip so I to my notes here. Um, yeah. Um, the cash value is the wrong investment. Most people look at it as it's going to be their retirement investment, that cash value part of it. But I mean, if you lose your you lose your cash value, as I said before, if you die. So you're either going to get the life insurance part of it or the cash part of it. You're not going to get both. Um, there's a poor rate of return on that. Most returns are negative um, 100% for the first year, and it's um, up to negative 3.5% up to uh, the first five years. So your money actually doesn't start to grow until after about five years. And then once it's in, start growing in there. It's not growing um, where it needs to to keep up with the inflation. Uh, if you uh, end up borrowing, you can always borrow that money, that cash value part. You can always borrow from your from it. It's your money. If you end up borrowing it, you're going to pay it back at 7%. And um, a lot of people don't know, let's just say you had a $100,000 life insurance policy and you had $50,000 cash value. You take the $50,000 cash value out, your life insurance uh, policy just dropped down to $50,000 until you pay that back. Um, it doesn't qualify a life insurance, um, whole life life insurance does not qualify as a, um, a qualified retirement account where you actually get the deductions um, on the tax side of stuff. Um, people don't know that they, um, by law, they can hold your cash up to uh, five years. So if God forbid something happened to you and you end up dying or you had to use that money for whoever, um, they have um, the right to hold that money to five years, which most people need that money right up the way to pay for their, their funeral expenses or whatever might be involved with that. Um, they, they tell you they give you back dividends, but dividends aren't really, uh, when it comes to insurance, dividends aren't really what people think dividends are. Dividends are just a return of the overpayment of what you pay for your life insurance there, and they have to return that by law to you. So they call them dividends to make it sound good, like they're giving you money back. Um, and then, you know, there's just a universal life life insurance there's a product just so many products out there that they just don't qualify for the right thing i know about a year year and a half ago somebody approached me about re saving for retirement you know being that it's something i do i was kind of curious just to learn what they had to teach and you know when i, I talked to them it was a whole life life insurance with uh you know this side account but they were um using it as a, a vehicle to get people to start saving for retirement but it's really not a retirement savings so you know it's just the way they they try to Rip people off is what I want to call it. I mean, just just try to scam them. Um, most of the people that sell these products, they're not aware of what's out there. They're just learning what their companies tell them to sell. And, you know, they're not doing their research. So they're selling products to people that they think it's doing one thing. But in the long run, it really doesn't. Hmm. I have two questions before we wrap this up, Ray. And the first one is if you have an individual who is, again, one of those like they, they have zero investments. It's always been something they thought about, um, but they just haven't maybe had the right resources or opportunity to do that. Let's just pretend in a scenario they're around age 40 and they start doing that bare minimum that you talked about, which is $25 a month. Is that even advantageous for them to do? Yes, it is because at least they'll have something going. Uh, and then uh, there's always a, uh, an opportunity to do what, how I did in the business to come in here, learn, start doing a part-time and make the extra money to funnel into your retirement account. So anybody who may be in that position, you know, I would offer them to take a look at the business side of it. Um, you know, part time job, you get paid really well here, but you can do it as you want, where most people have a full time job and a part time job. And they're required to go to that part time job certain hours a day or 
for so long per week where this, once you get a license to train with our company, you can come in here and you can do this at your own time. So, you know, my advice to somebody who is 40 or 50 and, and don't have anything going, let's hook up. Um, I'm not the only person out there that does this. Primerica is a, a company across the whole country. Um, there's lots of agents. Look, look one of them up. Or if you're from California, I, I'll work with anybody from anywhere, but I'll hook you up with somebody out in Southern California, Northern California, Washington, whoever, somebody closer if you wanted to and learn from them. Um, you know, it's, it's unbelievable how this company has grown. Everybody who is now multimillionaires in this company, they started off like I did with nothing. Um, basic knowledge of what we were taught out there and they learned through the company and they built their own business, their own company up. And uh, they're not the average people that you think of. They're not, they're, they're there to help you. That's all they care about. They want to help people to make sure they get where they need to get. They want to teach them what they were taught and, you know, just pass on that education so we all could get better. I mean, I never thought I'd be doing this or be in a position I'm in in life. But now that I am here, I want to, I just want to reach out and help as many people and just get the education out there to them. So, you know, if you're in a position where you can't or you don't think you can afford something or you, you think you have the wrong product, reach out to me. Um, I'll sit down. I'll talk to you and we'll help you out no matter what it is. If we can help you, we're going to help you. If not, we're going to give you the right advice and you correct what you need to correct. And, you know, like I said, there's always a business opportunity to start in here part time. Like I did, just I came here just for the education, just for my family. And, you know, now I'm doing a full time and I'm focused on helping as many people as I can. Thank you. Yeah. And it's totally rare to have free value and somebody willing to hop on a call like that with you for free. So if you're listening to this and that's something that you're interested in, I'll leave Ray's information down below. And my final question is if, you know, we're talking about the fact that retirement is not an age, it's just a number. And with there being restrictions on certain plans or certain contribution elements that are age restrictive, how do you get around that? If someone is aiming to retire at an early age and we'll use 50 as the example, if, you know, I thought that it, trying to pull money out early is going to be penalized. So how do you get around that? Well, I mean, anybody can start investing for retirement at age 18. That's the minimum age. Most people start working at age 18, sometimes a little bit younger, but, um, you know, just start as young as possible. And that, that's it. That, that's that's my key giveaway is start investing at an early age. Um, we don't think about retirement when we're 18, 19, 20. Now I'm starting to look at it at, at 44 here. I'm starting like to really evaluate my numbers. And I think that's when most people start looking at them. And, uh, you know, just find out what your FIN number is, your financial independence number. Find out how much money you need to have set aside in order to retire comfortably. If you have $100,000, and it's working for you at 12% and you only need $20,000, $20, you know, I'm just throwing numbers there, but, you know, learn how much you need per month to live, um, you know, and I'm not saying live substantially, not, you know, go out to this restaurant that, but you're basic, you're basic and then go from there. Um, you know, just, just learn how to save. And start saving. That's the biggest message. Start saving as soon as possible. Take that $2 coffee that you get every single day. That's $60 a week. I mean, a month. You know, that's $600, $700, a year right there that you save. Just take those little steps that you need to really take. Because once you get your money actually working for you, it's ridiculous how it works. You take that 72, uh, that, that rule of 72, 
in seven years, a thousand dollars is going to be two thousand dollars. Now that two thousand dollars, another seven years is going to be four thousand dollars. Just the way money doubles. So the more money you have working for you, the quicker you're going to reach that number. Beautiful. That's awesome advice. Thank you so much, Ray, and to everybody who's tuned in. And Ray, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Um, my cell number five seven zero eight five six four one nine seven, or email wise. Uh, my personal email is recfishing at gmail.com. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you for coming in, adding so much value. And if anybody is interested in reaching out to Ray directly, do not be shy. He's very, very friendly. And I am sure that he would add a lot of extra value depending on your independent situation. So thank you for listening. And Ray, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to your group. Thank you very much.